Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi there and welcome to everybody watching and viewing. Um, we are live from Ibrooks. This is Ibrooks. We have just finished watching the Hamburg Rangers friendly where Rangers defeated Hamburg 2-1. I'm joined by Tommy. How are you doing today, Tommy? I'm cold. Right, my hair is starting to Archie McPherson-esque off this year. So if it disappears off screen, then you know what's happened to it. Yeah, that's it exactly. Um, I wish we could tell you about our rip-roaring contest that was end-to-end with plenty of goals in it, but it was a bit of a non-event in the end but there was worthwhile talking points in it so so we'll get straight to it uh rangers lined up with a pretty interesting lineup here i must say i've said to tommy before we started that it was extremely bizarre writing down butland as a starting goalkeeper um but there it is with tab right back balagoon ben davies Ridvan, raskin dowell Hadji, and matondo sima and fashion junior up front um I think the biggest talking point maybe from the first half other than the goals was the fluidity of the, the front three seemed to be working quite well in tandem. How did you think uh, they did today, Tommy? Yeah, I think that's a very fair a very fair show. Um, I think Michael Beale had previously spoken about um, chaos being caused at the top end of the pitch. And you could see with, you know, Matondo, uh, Fashion Sakala and, and then Seema, there was a lot of inter movement. Um, by that, I mean they were swapping positions. They were trying to drag people in and out, um, trying to create space. Seema dropping behind quite a lot. And, you know, we'll get to what our you know, front line looked like in the second half because Michael Beale was trying something different. He mentioned that in the press conference downstairs. But I think in the first half, we, we, we grew into it and we started to show what that movement could look like. Um, and that was actually quite interesting to, to set up in that 4-3-3. And then see us be able to pull it. I'm not entirely sure that the Hadji on the Hadji on the on the left-hand side, sorry, right-hand side as it was, naturally worked to bolster that. But, yeah, an interesting an interesting front three. Definitely more to come from them. It wasn't the greatest performance here today. 
Yeah, that's it. Um, Paul McGarrigal in the comments here. Uh, it was all about getting minutes in the legs. Hamburg were quite physical, which is something you and I did say. There was a few nippy challenges in there. Um, I can't, Hadji, and I think, was it their number 10 or 11, something like that? It had quite a few interesting exchanges for a, for a pre-season friendly. Um, but yeah, the, I think the next point I'd like to talk about that really, really stood out to me in that first half was was the pressing. I mean, obviously, Bill had went with pace. If you're playing guys like Matondo, and I know the the jury's still out on a few people, Matondo, or or, or maybe a few other people are pretty certain in, in how they feel about him. Um, Sakala as well, and, and Sima, they all look like they had physicality and Sorry, I need, I, need to, I need to break in there. Just as you're saying that, I'm looking directly at Scott Stephen19's comment. I think Scott Stephen has made his mind up, is, is maybe a fair point. Yeah, t- tell us what you really think about that one, Scott Stephen. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of that, it was it was depressing. You, you could see it as a feature we saw a bit in the Newcastle game. Um, the, the, the first Rangers goal comes from a, a really good bit of pressing, regardless, again, what you think of Fashion Zakala, I know that our very own Scott Patterson's made his, his views very, very clear on, on what he thinks about him, but gets your goals, gets your numbers. What did you think about Rangers pressing, especially in that first half? I, I think they were. They were pressing you know, particularly well. The only thing better pressed is uh, Scott Patterson's Fashion Zakala underpants, uh, which he, he regularly wears on the pod, so please do, please do ask him about that. Um, we're not going to be selling that type of merch. Uh, is, is maybe the follow-up to it. But no, I, I think seeing Kieran Dow was probably an interesting one. His, his ability to cover the ground in that press was alongside uh, Raskin. Was I think that bodes well. Again, I'm not picking on Haji. I don't think he, he naturally worked out there. And I know we switched that um, you know, in the second half, uh, for example, as well. But I, I like the look of Dow. I like the look of Raskin. I think everybody does anyway. And if we've got that level of physicality in there and that ability to read the game and step in, which I think Raskin brings, Kill brings, uh, Dill brings as well, then you can add in the likes of Lundstrom but yeah, if we're setting up to try and press teams and squeeze them in the middle of the park and you've got the likes of Dill and you've got Raskin again, I think that's a, I think that's the freight train that is Johnny Freckle coming coming through, you can hear him at the moment but um, I think it bodes well and it gives us a little bit more tangibility in the middle of the park there as well. So, yeah, uh, pretty pretty nice to watch, actually. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a feature of our play that I think we'll see maybe a bit more in Europe next year rather than domestically, but we'll, we will see to that point. Um, the next thing I was going to talk about um, was the the formation that Bill had? Uh, you, you and I talked about it at length during the game. It was, I think, it was quite a clever formation. That I think when we were attacking, we were playing a, a sort of four-two-one-three, almost with the front four diamond, which is something I don't think you see an awful lot in modern football. Um, and then we were defending, and we were reverting back to that four-three-three. I know I certainly talked about it in Wednesday's pod. Do you think that we are a bit too narrow at times um, when we're facing opposition, or, or what, what's your thoughts on that? This time last season, people would have been saying we're too reliant on going out to James Tavernier and spreading it wide. But actually, I, I, I get your point. I think we are. Um, or there's a risk of being too narrow. And we saw some of that in the Newcastle game as well. You need to remember these are friendlies. And Michael Beale is trying out tactics, trying out players, trying to unlock who's up against and seeing what the best um, the best 11 and best formation is. Uh, that That's no bad thing. We will see teams that try and force us in narrow. We'll see teams that will try and force us out wide. Ultimately, the club has tried to build a squad here that has tactical flexibility. 
not only within the personnel who are on the pitch, but then in the squad and subs and stuff like that as well. So it's not something I'm overly worried about at this point in time. I think we are no longer a team, immediately from Newcastle to today, we are no longer a team that is relying on one or two players. You know, if you look look back at where we were, yeah. that's the, the kind of seminal change. And this, this team will develop. We've still got a couple of others to add. You know, Michael Beald spoken downstairs in the press conference about Danilo and Sifuentes and maybe another defender. We'll come back to that, no doubt. But yeah, yeah it's exciting times. Yeah. Just double checking the mic still on. Um, and look, there's one last thing perhaps from, from the first half I wish to talk about. Dean Mullins brought up a wee comment here. He says Yilmaz was sawed tonight. Um, there was no Ryan Jack in the squad. Um, we talked on on uh, Wednesday's pod about Bona Barisic and, and perhaps he was a guy that not don't want to say. I never want to say a player's down tools, but it didn't. It doesn't strike me as he's really really fighting for a place at the moment. Um, how did you feel that that Yilmaz in particular performed in in that first half? I, I like Yilmaz. Um, it's. I like his ability to get forward. He doesn't shirk a challenge. All the all the good stuff, right? I'm not not overly in the mood for cliche bingo uh, today, but um, I, he's he's definitely the the left back choice for me, or the starting left back choice for me. I, I would go with him at the start of the season. I think he's got the nod over Borna Barisic as well, and you know Borna could be one of those ones that we move out of the club. Uh, I think his final ball is getting better. There was just a couple of times where he tries that little cute ball around the corner. Uh, and it doesn't come off, yep. and I would, I would rather that's done at the top end of the park, rather than you know, twenty twenty five yards from from our goal. Sometimes you don't need to try and be that cute. It's just a case of, you know, getting it away, playing a simple ball, whatever. I'm not entirely convinced. Well, I'm not sure whether that's a he's just trying it or it's a lack of awareness of who's round about him. But uh, he's certainly he's certainly the the first choice for me and he should get the nod come the first competitive game of the season yeah completely agree with you there I think I think a lot of people in our support would be disappointed if um, is it Kilmarnock the first game away if if, if, if um, Yilmaz wasn't in the defence um, so a last thing to touch on in the second half won't go into it too much but there was a the three words that we all love to hear and that's penalty to Rangers um, definite penalty quite a harsh challenge um, Kevin Clancy, who was the, the match official today, um, and I think that's all we'll say about Kevin Clancy today, um, awarded a penalty and Tav dispatched it um, pretty well, which was, I, th- I thought the goalkeeper had nearly saved it, but it was a good penalty nonetheless. Um, moving on to the second half, there was a raft of changes. Um, John Suter, Cantwell, Sam Lammers, Lundstrom and John Lee Yefeko came on. Um, there's a wee comment in here, or is it somewhere... At- I can't see it. It's all right. But someone's mentioned that they've been very impressed with Lammers' technical ability. That's the first time I've seen him in the flesh. Um, for a big guy, he has got really, really good feet. Um, what do you think about, about Sam Lammers and this Rangers team? And, and were you as impressed with him today as I was, Tommy? I was impressed. Yeah, I, I think the, the the quickness of his feet, the ability to take the ball in, back to goal, defenders on him, turn and run. Um, and get beyond actually was was quite impressive. There was a moment in the second half where um, he had a he had a shot on goal, maybe in the eighty seventh minute. Um, that uh, he'd started off the move essentially in the middle of the park. Uh, and again, I don't want to keep stealing all 
all your comments here, uh, Kyle. <laughs> but you know, Michael Beale had spoken in the press conference that we ended up in the second half. He wanted to see Sam Lammers playing behind Cyril Dessers because that's something he's looking at, something he's working on on the training ground. And there was a, like I said, in the 87th minute, I think Lammers starts the the move in the middle of the park, plays it out wide, continues the run, gets into the box, kind of far left side, and then gets gets a shot away. And that, that showed a little bit of burst of pace, but also the ability to turn, move yeah. it on quickly. And that's where you're looking for this forward line. As they grow in terms of relationship, you think more about, right, well, you've got wingers coming off that, you've got Dessers making better runs as well. And he looked a little bit unfit to me, yeah. Dessers actually. But... Um, Again, it's pre-season, we're working on this, um, but I, I think there's a lot more to come from Lammers. I am impressed by Yeah, I totally agree with you there on that one. I think we can see why Bill went over to Italy to, to go and speak to him. I think having, I mean, people that are watching and viewing will know what I'm like. I consume everything Rangers, as I'm sure all you guys do, as soon as there's a, you know, a training video or whatever. And to me, he seems to be the one that is bought into Bill's system the most. I think I could see... Um, patterns of play that you've seen in training like that it was late on in the second half he, had, he created a really good couple of chances but he flashed the ball across the box so I think I think he might be you know Bill's go-to guy next season up front and I'm really really excited to see him getting into into competitive action next year uh, as well um, another guy um, who, who a lot of people will be mentioning in the comments I'm, I'm going to bring up a few here um, Cubby Gubster here says really impressed with John Lee Yefeko Dean Milne Rice looks really composed. Yefeko had a clearance header, and that was a very good header off the line, I, I felt. And Caroline as well also says, really like Yefeko too. Um, I mean, we'll maybe get to it, but it's another press conference. Beal singled him out. He did. Talk, he was directly asked, are you interested in bringing another centre-half? And he said, John Lee's really, really given me something to consider. Um, I think I, I've bought my ticket for, for the train, but I'm not quite on aboard the John Lee Yefeko train where do you sit on it all and, and do you think that this guy potentially has a, a career with, with Rangers Football Club? For the, the listeners and watchers, by the way, he was practising that line um, before we before we go on. So I, I hope I hope that that landed really well and everybody is uh, everybody's <laughs> suitably impressed with that I bought a ticket line. Listen, he, he is, he's it's one of those ones, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, that's not an overly negative comment, he's not done anything, he's not had a full game, he's not came up in competitive environment yet. He's certainly got the physique and the physicality for it. It's incredible for a, a man his age. Once or twice, a little bit of positional kind of call-outs, I would say, actually. But um, he's willing to put his body in. He's young enough to be developed and trained. Michael Beale obviously likes the look of him. He's you know in around the first team. He's got he's got a run out today as well. So, and then the manager saying, "Listen, instead of going out and spending money, you've given me something to think about. That boy will be going home." You know, cloud nine, yeah. uh, so to speak. So it's up to him to put the work in and and then develop further. He's got good defenders round about him to help learn from yeah. your goals and your suitors, etc. He can form a partnership. He can then you know work with the the coaching team as well. But yeah, in answer to your point, you know he's got a chance. It's for him yeah. to to try and grab it, and he certainly has. He certainly got talent. Yeah, I think we'll know where we stand at the at the start of the the season when the transfer window shuts. If we bring if we bring in a centre half, then we he'll be playing. I think I think we will be seeing featuring. Um, it'll be interesting to know, especially between maybe we've all seen Leon King playing for us in the Champions League next year. But just it, for me, it was the fact I think that the biggest insight the fact that he put him on with John Souter in that second half because I think. That, Rangers supporters are, oddly enough, largely in agreement that Suter will definitely be one of the centre starting centre halves next year. Um, but yeah, um, 
In the second half, in about 61 minutes, we saw another raft of changes, as you do, always with, with pre-season friendlies. Sima, uh, who was okay today, I felt some touches not so good, but physical, making himself a nuisance up front, which, which I always like to see. At the very least, if a centre-forward's not scoring goals, be annoying to the defence. Um, but Sima, Ridvan, Raskin and Matondo all came off. Then we saw Barisic, Rice, Roof, and I think the man that we've all been waiting to see, um, Cyril Dessers, who looked as another one that looks absolutely massive, looked a real unit. Um, you said perhaps a wee bit unfit, but how good was it to see him pulling on the blue jersey and, and, and finally making his debut at Ibrox? Uh, yeah, second best debut uh, of the of the day, the first one being this mic cover, obviously, right? <laughs> in case anybody had missed it. But yeah, I mean, when I say unfit, I don't mean unfit as in he's not putting the work in. What I mean is it's, it's pre-season, right? There's still a little bit of ring rustiness and we saw that with one where the keeper came out and it made a mistake and it was an empty net from about 20 yards and he he sent the ball for a pie, yeah. uh, essentially, right? Yeah. So it's, uh, I think, you know, uh, scored a seagull at some point. So, <laughs> But yeah, he does look like a unit. There's a physicality that Michael Beale has brought into this squad. There should be no no two ways about that. They certainly won't be pushed around at any any part of the park by the, by the looks of it. Um, and just to go back to the earlier conversation, Hamburg did try. There was a few niggles. There was a little bit of physicality yeah. coming into it. There was a wee bit of frustration from the Germans as well, I think, because they weren't able to create really anything and I mean, yeah. scored a fantastic free kick at the end but yeah certainly Dessers is somebody that Michael Beale put a lot of effort in the game and I think we'll, we'll see why as he goes through right now he just does look like he needs to get the fitness up start to learn to play with his his colleagues and stuff like that but mm-hmm. I'm excited to see him at the top end of the pitch for, for Rangers with the quality that we've now got round about him yeah. and importantly the quality in the midfield that's I think that's a fair comment as well in terms of you know the patterns of play that, that we saw it, it's rusty it's a pre-season game you know I, we wouldn't we wouldn't judge them too much onto it it's all about getting minutes into the legs but um yeah I, I really think with a couple of you know Sima and I, I'm really excited when when himself Sima Lammers are all up to full fitness uh, I mean I think that could be a really really good attacking trio and, and it's something that we've been crying out for for years yeah I mean I just wanted to jump in I know what Saw a few comments on our This Is Ibrox Twitter feed and, and maybe here as well in the YouTube feed in the comments. I wouldn't be harsh on Seema. Uh, I think there's absolutely a player in, in there. He looked a little bit, you know, rusty as well yep. coming out of pre-season. He's certainly physical. He's willing to run the channels and get in behind. There's definitely quality there. Um, so I, I wouldn't, to anybody who's maybe thinking, oh, we've, we've got a We've got a lone player here that we'll be sending back within a month or two. Definitely not the, the case. I He will be an intrinsic part of what we're doing at the top end of the pitch. Nicely here. He says, Roof looks in great shape. Again, something Michael Beale touched on in his, his press conference here. He singled out, obviously, both those guys. And, he, and I think he said there might be a... Uh, he, he wants them to develop a, a relationship up front, and and you could you could s- sort of see it. I mean, do you think that has a potential to be a? I don't want. I was going to definitely going overboard by going McCoy's Haley strike partnership there. That's a, a long way, and I'll expect some. I'll expect some co- comments for that there. But but you know, what I mean, just again, it's been it's been a while since we've had an iconic duo up front. I feel, and do you think there's a potential and? We can play the This Is Ibrook soundboard if he's fit. Um, do, you, do you see potential there between between uh, with a strike part relationship between uh, Roof and uh, Dessers? Well, I think 
there's partnerships across the whole squad, and that's what Michael Beale's try, trying to build. I mean, I'll, I'll pop the I'll pop the McCoy's Hatley thing to, to one side far far too early. I'm not even getting involved in that, right? That's 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 not that's not for me. But the important thing is Michael Beale has brought in a forward line, so you know. We aren't relying on, and we've said this before, and we do need to move on. But we aren't relying on a single Alfredo Morelos or, yeah. you know, anything like that. This is now a, a collaboration up front, for want of a better way of putting it. We've got players who can come in and do different jobs. We've got players who can get goals. I mean, Michael Beale again speaking downstairs in the press conference was saying we've got three, four, maybe five players who, maybe he's not expecting, but definitely in his mind should be getting double figures in goals. And you're looking at that forward line, you're thinking, yeah, who's going to strike up the partnership? Who's going to jail? You know, is it a Lammers and a Dessers? What happens if Danilo comes on board as well? Then you're looking at the different options that you've got out wide, who sits in behind, all that type of stuff. Again, it comes back to the fact that not only are we speaking about individual players who are good, we're also speaking about partnerships and then we're speaking about tactical flexibility within the personnel. That's that's the really, really energising thing about this and it yeah. gives us hope that we can unlock some of the defences that we couldn't last season. Yeah. Here's hoping that is uh, absolutely worse than my ears unlocking defences that we couldn't last season. And in terms of the game, there's one last talking point and it was the biggest cheer of the whole day and that was in 78 minutes when Tom Lawrence came on um, for James Tavernier, which was a bit of an odd one, but I suppose we have to take somebody off to get him on the, the field anyway. Um, but yeah, he looked... A wee bit rusty, but again, Michael Beale touched on it in, in his uh, post-match press conference. He said he, he was excellent in training. He'd been absolutely chomping at the bit. And I, I don't think that surprises any of us, knowing, knowing the type of guy that Tom Lawrence is. But are you excited to see him coming back next season? Um, and and again, I feel like we have so many players, attacking players up front. It's been a long time since I feel we've had this many attacking players. But it's, it's good to have all this competition in the squad, surely. Competition's good. Competition's great. Some players will have to move out because you can't keep a squad that big and you can't keep everybody happy. And again, you know, Michael Beale's spoken about that. Yeah, there was, I, I would say it was the second biggest cheer. I gave a pretty loud roar when you broke the sweeties out. <laughs> it has to be said, right? I was I was, I was, was quite happy about that. Um, and when the rain stopped, yes. that I was worried about that. Um, but yeah, listen, it's great to see Tom Lawrence back. I think he is a really important player at the top of the park as well. You could see that he's he's miles off. Yeah. right? Well, maybe not miles, but he definitely got a long way to go. And I think you'd reference that Michael Beale was speaking at the press conference of he really thinks he can accelerate from August onwards. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, you know, we're in touch and distance of that, but he's he's good in training. He's he's one um, like Roof, who is, in the manager's words, hard to manage yeah. when it comes to take your time to come back from an injury. Yeah. They're champing at the bit. So, you know, and it's good to know that about Roof as well because of everything he's been through. But um, and just to go back to the earlier conversation, Roof does look good in terms of his physicality. And there was a moment, I think it was in the first half, where he lost the ball up up top and then came with yeah. the uh, with the Hamburg player. It must have been, what, 40, 50 yards, did yeah. all that tracking back, put the challenge in uh, out for a throw. Yeah. Uh, great to see that, no, no sitting back. So good to see the fitness levels starting to get there. We know that you know, Gio maybe had a problem with some of that last season. Great to see players like Lawrence coming back in. Great to see the positivity around the squad. Good to get a win, even in a friendly. 
Aye, I think it's been a pretty good day actually. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think that just about rounds it up in terms of the game. There's a couple of um, post-match comments that I want to pick up on. On Michael Bealy was specifically asked about um, Danilo. Where does he stand on that? Um, and he was a bit not aloof, but he said he said there's been reports in the media that it's, the deal's off. Reports in the media that the deal's on. He said it's not coming from from our end. He did name drop a, I think the technical director of Firenod, Arnie Slot in there, which I, <laughs> I thought was was very interesting. Um uh so we talked about that. So I'm still not really sure where we fit in the Danilo, Danilo um transfer, but very exciting still to be linked with a Brazilian striker. Interesting enough that he said we have other options well. But the other comment that he said he was he was asked how do you how confident are you about Sifuentes coming in? And he seemed to me without saying I think he'll be here before Kamarnock. It certainly seemed like we are going to have another fantastic midfielder on our books very soon. Yeah, there was a there was a smile that played across uh, played across the manager's lips. Uh, shall we say he was? Aye, let me twinkle in the eye. I think that one that one could happen pretty swiftly. I think the clubs are getting closer and closer, and you know negotiations are in the in the background. Um, you're absolutely right. Arnie Slot is the final yeah. manager. Um, Maybe he's a technical director as well and serves the tea. I do not know at this yeah. point in time. But uh, yes, if Fuentes, we already know that he's got the pre-contract and stuff like that as well. So it's just about you know expediting that and getting him into the club as soon as possible. Uh, kind of Glenn Kamara-esque kind of transfer saga. But Michael Beale seemed, uh, he seemed quite happy as he was talking about that one, shall we say. So I, I'd expect to see more from that. Going back to the Danilo one, maybe the, the point that dropped off for me or jumped off for me is you know, there's negotiations, the clubs are trying to get something done, but not only are we looking at other players, we aren't the only club in for Danilo, is what the manager was saying. So that one that one sounds like it's we we'd love to, but the, the player maybe has other options and, and the club have other options as well. So what one to wait for. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see over the, the next few weeks. There's still still a good few weeks to go with with uh, in terms of the transfer window. Um but I think just to wrap things up. I think a word for for the club in in terms of organising this friendly. It's a friendly that a lot of supporters have been asking for 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 a long time. Obviously, we've got the move of the the Union Bears into the Copeland stand. Despite it being a pretty dire game, I thought the atmosphere was was pretty good throughout. Um, I'd just like to get your thoughts on the the club basically organising a pretty much a home run in terms of a friendly, in terms of attendance, in terms of atmosphere. And a final word, and what did you think of the of the uh, the vocal support of Union Bears being being shifted to the front of the Copeland? It works. It, it definitely works. And the club need to yeah look at that and work with the Union Bears to to see if that's a long term proposition because it's it certainly certainly does work. It's a better place for them. Um, I think I think the Union Bears have been. You know, vocal on that as well. In terms of the, the friendlies, yeah, listen, it's always good to get these things. There's a lot of good feeling. There's a lot of history. You know, friendlies from the 70s with Hamburg and stuff like that as well. They're in a, a transition moment, having to get back up league. We, we saw, I think most uh, watchers and listeners will have seen the uh, videos from Edmiston House. I yeah. think the fan base has got on. Um, and that's probably a really a really good point that you raise as well. These, these things are good from a profile perspective for not just the club, but us as in the fans. So that's Hamburg fans waxing lyrical about us, talking about Edmiston House, all that good stuff. Newcastle fans couldn't have been more blown away by how nice the Rangers support was, how good our facilities were, all that type of stuff. As people hear and see more of that, that's a that's a really good benefit as well. And it's nice to see teams coming here, interacting with our fan base and 
understanding we already knew, which is we're a pretty welcoming bunch. Yeah. I think that's a very um, nice point to end the podcast on there, yeah, Tommy. Oh, it's not my first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it, exactly. But um, look, listen, thank you to everybody for, for joining us. We will be back on Sunday. I think you and Scott Parson, the everybody, Batman and Robin. Well, I don't know. And again, I reference in, <laughs> referencing Scott and he's in his underpants. But um, <laughs> if I have thawed out from this cold wind, then yes, I will be back on on Sunday. I look forward to seeing you all there. Perfect. Thanks everybody for watching, tuning in as always. And just as a wee aside, we've got a new app. Um, so if you Google uh, search this as iBrooks, you'll be able to get that app. It's got all the videos, all the latest info. Um, go and check that out. And as always, just drop us a wee like and subscribe, guys. Free app. Free app. It's always important to say it's free. And I, I practice that so much as well. But um, we'll, we'll, we'll edit this bit out. But listen, thanks everybody for tuning in and watching. Take care and enjoy the rest of your weekend, guys. Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.